0: Thanks for joining me. All right, so welcome back to The Lifestyle Chase. I am continuing on my series of uh, client series episodes. So this particular episode features my friend and past client, Erin Marsh, and she remotely trained with me from about January 2020 to about July 2020. Um, it was super cool because she essentially piloted my remote training system. Essentially, so you got to be one of the very first remote clients. Um, but with all that aside, how are you doing on this Thursday morning?
1: Mm, good. Um, it's it's a snowy day in Lethbridge. I was quite surprised, to be honest. You know, I was thinking this weekend I would be planting my bulbs. I still might, but <laughs> it's a good day so far. It's just started. so
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Room for opportunity.
0: Well, it's funny how like the weather is like snow melt, snow melt, snow melt. like it's just mm-hmm. unpredictable. Um, before we dive too much further into the episode, I want my audience to know exactly who you are, what you do, what your profession is, what your background is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm a certified athletic therapist by trade. So, if I was to explain that to anyone, most people would automatically think, "Oh, well, is that the same thing as physio um, It's similar in some ways, so most people would think that physio as someone that you know bone muscle joint they'll treat a problem for you in a clinic setting, but an a t is kind of a much broader spectrum of treating those those types of injuries so We see someone on the field when it happens. So, you know, like the Raptors, they have an AT, a lot of proteins have an AT on their bench. Um, So we see people right when an injury happens, we treat them in that clinical setting, just like a physio. And then we also see them afterwards. So we're making sure that their return to sport is going well, it's safe, and we can make adjustments along the way. So um, it's a lot broader in terms of when we treat someone, um, but our scope is very, you narrow. it's just bone muscle joints versus physio could be something like teaching someone how to walk after having a stroke or how to breathe again after open heart surgery or something. So mm-hmm. athletic therapy, I chose it for a reason, for that reason, you know, it's it's just bone muscle joints. It's, it's related to sports. You know, we understand the demands that sports and the stress that sports can put on the body, but that applies to anyone, you know, if you have an activity that you'd like to get back to that's that requires certain demands and so we can we can help you return to that activity or or even just be more resilient in your body so yeah so athletic therapy is is a huge part of my story um i've been doing that since 2017 that's when i certified um i went to mount royal university for the athletic therapy program and the university of lethbridge for an exercise science degree so I am fully surrounded by exercise and activity most of the time, so yeah, that's my story.
0: And with regards to like where people will find you in Lethbridge, like what kind of uh, spaces do you occupy? What kind of places do you work at? Uh, what's that story like?
1: Mm-hmm. So when I finished my undergrad at the U of L, I ended up starting work right away at a private clinic inside the university. It's called Rebound Health Centre. Um, and since then, that clinic has grown into several, many more clinics. Um, so I work at one of the satellite clinics. It's called Rebound Performance Centre. Um, so that's where I work now. Um, so within Lethbridge, um, that's between the west side and the north side of Lethbridge. I do spend a lot of time in my backyard as well. Um, I love to garden. So if I'm not working, I am playing in the dirt, basically.
0: (laughs) If we were to hop in the time machine and go back to 2020, basically right around when you started training with me remotely, but also Mm -hmm. to think about how like, uh, just the whole pandemic has altered people's lives or just like, uh, helped us lean into more professional development or maybe had us grow in ways that we didn't expect? Like what, what has your experience of the last like two or so years been?
1: Um, I think in a way it's, it's kind of a, it's a point of time that I kind of gauge life on now, you know, like, Oh, that happened before COVID that happened after COVID. Um, I think when COVID initially started, it was, it was definitely a shock, like having having a lot of your personal life completely shifted, um, you know, knowing what you depend on in life, what really matters, uh, became very clear right away, you know, for a lot of people. I think that's very true. Um, and so it kind of became this um, adapt or you'll get left behind type. Situation, you know, if you if you stay here in this in-person space, things will things will be tricky versus um, doing something virtually. So at that point, I had reached out to you in January, and we had begun our online training, and that really carried me through a lot of keeping the accountability on my own health. And, and growing from there, really, you know, building a lot more um, mentality aspects. So the gym that I was going to in person was still doing an online book club. And we read this book. Um, Brandon Buffton, uh, who used to be a coach there, um, had introduced me to this book called Atomic Habits. I'm sure you've heard of that book. Yeah,
0: I think pretty I've pretty given great. it a shout-out in like three past episodes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I read that book, and I've since come along um, someone else. So, you know, pop psychology is a huge part of um, some people improving their health, but um, I came a- across another individual online over COVID as well. I feel like I've connected with a lot of people online over COVID. You've yeah. been one of them. Um <laughs> Her name is Karen Norden, and she um, actually studies behavior change. And so um, she'd be an interesting one. You'd you'd enjoy her page. Um, But just the concept of cognitive flexibility is something that I learned and it's been great for my personal life as well as helping patients. Just um, going with the flow would be the simplest way to explain it, but it's a huge concept and it is mind blowing, so yeah. Yeah. That well, was a lot of COVID to start. So yeah.
0: The cool thing is that uh there there is so much to be grateful for in those little like moments. I mean, I was listening to a podcast this morning just as I was making my coffee, and it was just like reflecting on how sometimes we forget to be grateful for like uh Basically, and for anybody that's just tuning in now, the podcast that I listened to was uh case. Kenny's new mindset. Who dis I've had him on the show a couple times and he puts out episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays and he alluded to the song. I think it's by AJR and it shows up in a bunch of reels and it's like, uh, can we skip to the good part? Um, mm-hmm. And what I liked about that is he talked about how oftentimes we're waiting to skip to that good part. Like we're waiting until like, we get our dream house or we're waiting until um, we get that certain amount of work to be able to keep us in a financially stable position or whatever. And we're not taking time to really like enjoy the, the in-between parts where we're in the motions of getting to where we want to be or where we're simply alive or where we're able to walk around and all these little things that uh, make life especially rewarding and so it's just like little things like that um i've kind of tuned into over covid and i know that mm-hmm. for yourself you have as well um one thing that i wanted to highlight before we kind of dive further down more of these rabbit holes such as the garden per se but um when we first connected we actually both went or worked at the same camp so Kasotis camp shout out to them and i think it's so cool that uh, just when people go through life, they'll make these connections and those connections can can last a long time. Um, I know that a few of the Kek alumni went to my like spin class and stuff like that. So I've kind of reconnected with people over the years. But uh, that's always been something that uh, has kind of made me pretty happy about just how the choices I made in my teenager years. Like I could have I could have ended up in a totally different place during the summer and I just happened to end up there. And just the connections that we make in our lives are, are pretty cool. And that's kind of like enjoying those little moments and those little connection pieces similar to how we're in COVID or we were in COVID or whatever phase we're in, especially when people are listening to this later. Um, the, the destination is just as good or the journey is just as good as the destination, I should say. Like mm-hmm. we don't need to be focused so much on that endpoint, we can be excited about the the journey and getting there. But yep. I did allude to the garden, and that was something that I really kind of that was something where I was learning from you in our sessions. You'd show me the garden. You'd show me how you were setting boundaries to put energy into something that was going to help you down the road and I was holy crap I should be taking out the notebook I should be taking notes <laughs> so what inspired the garden in the first place what was like the the reason or the why behind that
1: mm. I don't know if there is a specific reason why I think it just kind of came on its own I mean my mom always had a garden on the farm and it was a huge garden you know like my sister Carly and I would would help her pick peas and shell peas into a bucket for like an hour or two in the summer. Um, And, you know, there was always that satisfaction of pulling the weeds and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I started my own garden. It would have been three or four years ago, just some raised boxes in my backyard. And that became learning how to can beets and make jam and that. So I think in itself, it was, um, it was not just time where I could enjoy being outside. It was also, um, this is time for me to let my mind wander and to just breathe and, you know, just kind of enjoy the moment, be present, Um, but also, learn something new and learn how to do something new and i think that's a huge part of why people people choose to be physically active as well as um, they reach out to a coach because they have that knowledge and there's that opportunity to really um, take a step into what you are possibly capable of and seek that opportunity to become better at something and enjoy the process. So um I think that equates really well to why I love gardening is that it's um it would be like going on a walk or a run or a bike ride. For me, you know, it gives me those same effects. Um I have to walk by my garden to get to my door. And so I haven't even barely left work and I'm already kind of immersed in it. So it in itself was an environment where I could um, take that time away from COVID where the news and social media was really just blowing up in your face all the time and and really just have some space. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the story of my garden.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there there's a lot to take away from that. And the things that I think about, most are just the fact that it's kind of like a holistic way of sort of like setting those boundaries around your life. Um, you talked about how you almost had to walk past it to do anything else. And so it's like, okay, well, now it's like it's part of your lifestyle. It's part of your routine. And it sort of correlates with a lot of the personal development books that we were talking about earlier in the episode. Where we're talking about things like atomic habits and just sort of like... Um, when, when I think about those kinds of topics, I think about how looking inward and like focusing on like the, the day as one day as the 24 hours, we're able to sort of like, um, focus on more of a routine or more of a structure or just uh, focusing on what we can control or just our mentality towards it. And sometimes it's not as complicated as what it may seem like. We don't necessarily need to get like, um, some crazy, fancy meditation program, or we don't necessarily need to um, leave our house to find that structure, to find a sense of calmness or um, just inspiration. We simply need to uh, integrate something into our lifestyle that can assist with our goals. So with that being said, you like you would get the benefits of having like fresh produce at your house and that that is a huge benefit especially with inflation on food prices <laughs> like mm-hmm. um i can only imagine how much you would have saved hopefully over the long term like being able to reuse certain seeds for certain like vegetables and stuff or um at least not having to pay the the price at the store paying the price for like what what you produced instead like just the labor and the the water and the all that stuff that goes into it. Um, of all the things that you grew, which one was your favorite?
1: Oh, don't ask me that question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're all my babies.
1: (laughs) Um, um, Oh God. Yeah. That's a really hard question. Um, I think I love to grow beets and that's, that kind of comes from my dad. He loved my mom's canned beets. And so she always made canned beets, and I always watched her make canned beets. And so I was like, "Hmm, I should give this a try." They are the best vegetable ever. Um, you know, you cook them so many ways. They can be sweet, but they can also be pretty neutral if you just have them not canned. So I'd say I'd say beets. They're a pretty resilient plant, and they survive the Lethbridge weather. So.
0: <laughs> True that like I mean I I for one have consumed a lot of beets over the last couple of years and I think it most likely is because of their resilience like essentially I'll go out to my parents farm and my mom will set me up with some produce and some like uh, fresh beef and um, quite often I'm the one who is most enthusiastic about uh, beets. Um, I kind of attribute it to like I'm pretty sure BioSteel is made with like uh, beet powder, um, mm-hmm. so it's it's great for just uh, recovery from workouts. It's I mean just like mm-hmm. any vegetable is going to be beneficial because it's going to have things that help us like absorb water and help us recover and help us with our immune system and with our digestive system and everything else. But um, it's just it's cool because like we can take something that another person might be like, ah, whatever. It's just, just like one vegetable, but we can in fact like capitalize on these things that other people overlook. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of like live out a more abundant lifestyle and kind of capitalize on more things that other people might have just like completely bypassed. Um, but to, transition into a new topic here we've we've talked about the garden and i hope a lot of people are inspired to start a garden of their own but one thing that i always noticed when we were doing the check-ins you're always really good about planning things like just non-work things and that was solid because i think sometimes people struggle with that um, so you'd go on like hiking trips or i think you've gone on skiing trips in the past stuff like that um, what is the like the sort of like barometer for you that tells you that it's time to go on a big adventure or go escape and like what is the the compass that guides you towards where you're going to go or what you're going to
1: do that's a good question um i think a lot of the time i kind of seek those nature activities um, and that's kind of one piece of it. I think there's many layers to it and that it's it's a social thing as well. So oftentimes, um, you know, my weekend trip out to the mountains is, is usually to meet a friend. You know, I have a lot of friends in Edmonton actually. Um, you know, I've got a girlfriend who's taking her um, doctor schooling out in Penticton. And so, taking trips further up in Alberta or further east, west, south, um, usually takes me to someone. So um, I've done backcountry camping trips and snowshoeing, hiking, all that kind of stuff. It's I'd say it's usually a social thing for me. Um, I'd say it is in itself a part of my mental health as well. So um, it is you know, kind of, as you're saying, a barometer of, um, oh, I need some time away. But um, something that I've heard and I think you'll probably resonate with as well is if you have been feeling off for 24 hours, you need to resolve it within 48 hours. And um, that's not always ideal with waiting for the weekend to come, but you can make plans pretty quickly if you want to decide to do something. So um, trying not to stew um, or, or or carry too much weight if there's something stressful going on and being out in nature is the simplest way for me to do that. So um, I go for walks around town quite frequently, bike rides, depending on the weather. So yeah, I'd say my barometer is probably driven not entirely by the physical health part of it. It's a lot of the mental health, but also just the social aspect of health. Um, so um, it is a huge part of, I guess, my identity. So it's just, again, kind of like the garden just kind of comes easy. So um being someone who grew up on a farm and is always in nature it's just it's kind of nostalgic all the time going into nature and just exploring or playing in the dirt in the garden so yeah
0: well yeah. the the word identity in relation to like routines and uh, recharging i think that's really important for people Um, If a person was thinking to themselves, I wish I could do that. Well, why? Why not make that part of your identity? Like for a lot of people who um, sort of just put their foot down and make sure that they're staying active in some way is because they consider themselves an active person, no matter what they look like or what other people think of them. Um, they're like, I am an active human being and I lead an active lifestyle. And because they're able to say that about themselves, they're able to make conscious decisions where it's like, okay, well, we're not going to the gym today, but we are going for a walk or we are going for a bike ride, or we are going to hike up that hill or that mountain. And that is what makes us an active person. Um, so like when people struggle to make like a behavior change or start a journey or move closer towards their goal. I think it's uh, very, very important to think about it that way. Um, because it's just like, we, we only have so much time to make the changes that we need to get the outcomes that we want. We can make all these excuses for decades on end And if we make them continually, it'll be harder to make that change. And so my my hope is that people listen to other people's stories and are able to understand, like, okay, like this, it's really not that complicated. It's just a matter of, like, telling yourself that you are an active person or that uh, you need to connect or have uh community that uh supports you and so in order to be supported by that community and support the community back you need to stay in contact with those people like i liked how when you do travel to places it's, it's a little bit less about the destination a little bit more about the person that you're you're meeting up with um so like as you because I can say that I have met a lot of people through COVID through the internet, but then I've also met a lot of people through past jobs, whether they'd be full-time jobs, part-time jobs. Um, and what I've learned about myself is like the the connection for me is above all else. Like I, I would uh, take longer to grow a business if it meant that I had stronger connections with people. Um, mm-hmm. And that is just something that I learned. I learned that like sometimes it's less about a sale or less about like a transaction, and more about the the experience that you have and knowing a person and like being totally honest with them and transparent and loyal. Um, for you, as you've connected with people and kind of collected people into your circle, what have you found to be the sort of the the origin of it all like how do you meet people how are you connecting with them what makes a connection last and what makes one fade away
1: Ooh, that's a really good question um i think kind of as you had alluded to um your your connections are a reflection of how you treat people um you know you've I've known you for a long time and, um, you know, I knew you as a teenager, basically you were my camp counselor. And I went on to be a camp counselor. Um, I found you online when I was, you know, going through university and have kind of followed you and had that eye um, on your page, over the years. So as you were saying, it's easy to make connections with people um, and how you treat people. That's what they remember. They don't remember, even with me working with patients, patients don't remember years down the road, how you explained how their knee works. They remember how you treated them. um, If you listened to what they had, they wanted to say um, and how their experience was with you. So I think the same applies um, in your personal life as well as is treating people how, how you would like to be treated. And a lot of the closest connections I have made with people is, is that um, it was in a safe space where we connected over something mutual. Um, funnily enough, it has been the gym a lot lately is, is meeting my friends at the gym. Um, or during something physically active. Um, a lot of the connections I still have are from high school um, and then university. So um, moving forward into work, it's it's been my colleagues. Um, you know, a lot of people wouldn't think you would get close to your colleagues, but um, I think athletic therapists maybe are a little bit of a different breed. <laughs> You know, we rely on one another. Um, we network with one another. If you're, if you're working with a sports team and you can't cover a weekend, you know, you ask someone else to help you out. So, um, athletic therapists are are very good at that kind of thing. So, I'd say connecting with people is, as you're saying, it's a huge part of. Um, who you are as a person, you know, who you surround yourself with kind of reflects who you are. You know, if you're an active person, you've got some active friends. If you love the art of cuisine, you have friends that love the art of cuisine or gardening or, you know, those sorts of things. So, um, yeah, I think you're right, though, um, in saying that a lot of people have connected with people online this year. I think you were probably my first touch point with COVID. And then I met um Chantel Erickson. She's also in Lethbridge, but she um she's personal trainer as well. And um she instructs classes at some of the gyms in Lethbridge. And she's also just her personality is very fierce, so connecting with someone that um, will advocate for your health just as much as they're advocating for their own health. Um, She's a mom of two kids um, and she's just an amazing role model. So having people that you are friends with, but also um, mentor with um, Chantel is also a financial advisor. And so she has helped me improve the financial health in my life as well as Physical health in my life. Um, I've gone to a few of her classes here now that things have opened up again, and she's just uh, she's a spitfire. I really enjoy spending my time with her. So yeah, um, there's there's so many connections that I've made throughout COVID. It's it's kind of weird to say that, but as an introvert um, and someone that has maybe fought a little too hard to reserve my energy, I have. It has coincided that I have also met a lot of people being an introvert, if yeah, that makes
0: sense. It's uh, very, very relatable. I myself am also an introvert and <laughs> like uh, a lot of people that I work with either as clients or as colleagues are also introverted. Mm-hmm. And there's something about the the takeoff of these one-on-one video calls that have allowed introverts to really thrive (laughs) like we're out here living our best life and being able to have like meaningful conversations rather than just like talking about things that don't really matter at the end of the day um as we're kind of like going into the months where travel is more possible and where there's less restrictions and just more options like what what are you excited about after everything that you've learned and after how much you've grown like how What are you going to be doing in like the next few years that just gets you fired up about life?
1: Mm. Something that I'm really excited to do is go and visit my family in Australia again. Um, With my schooling in athletic therapy, I was going year round and then just kind of jumped straight into work. And it's been seven or eight years now since I've been there. So I'm excited to go there. Um, I still have a living grandparent over there and she's my last grandma alive so I'm like I need to go Um, you know as you're saying those relationships are important and while you have them it's really important so I'm really thankful that I'm close with my family Um, you know my parents my siblings my extended family and so going and seeing them I think is kind of next on my list so um. yeah. Have you ever been to Australia?
0: I have never been to Australia, although I have virtually visited. <laughs> there's, well, not, I mean, you know what I mean? Like I've, I've interviewed a few people from Australia and so I'll be watching through their stories and uh, there's a, a couple past guests. One of them just opened a gym there. Um, So it's definitely on my bucket list like one of my goals for myself and for this podcast like I hope to one day build the podcast enough that it can support my livelihood through like uh, ad partners or like business partnerships where let's say if there was a business that aligned with me and aligned with my values and I could promote them authentically and in turn be incentivized in a way that helped me to travel or helped to pay for expenses. Um, then I would start to use that budget to go and travel to the guests that I interview or to actually check out the gym that I talked about that was being opened or um, so many trainers in, in the industry are having kids throughout all of this COVID stuff. So I kind of want to see the kids and mm-hmm. I want to see the dogs and I want to see the walking trails. And <laughs> it's just like uh, that sort of, where i want to go with the future but i kind of want to have like an accountability piece with your goal you talked about how you want to go to australia like what what is the time frame for that for you like sometimes sort of like setting more of a concise like deadline helps so like what does that look like for you
1: uh i would normally go around christmas time um when i go it's um you know you want to take at least three weeks because you're gonna you're gonna need several days to up adapt to the time change and just account for the travel time. So um, it would be a month of my time probably to go there and just um, spend time with everyone, explore around a little bit. Um, So yeah, that I'm hoping if possible this year, maybe next year. So I have nailed it down. It's it's happening. I'm looking forward to it. So
0: That's yeah. good. That is good. I mean like that that's kind of like the exciting things about uh I just what we often take for granted, now we get to really capitalize on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, like let's say like two thousand eighteen, a person would be like, Oh, well I'm gonna go travel and it's like, Yeah, okay, well I'm just gonna go buy an Xbox and now it's like <laughs> I'm going to go travel because I missed connecting with people so much or I missed out on so many experiences and now I'm never going to let that happen again. Like, Mm. I hope that, um, kind of sticks with people. I hope it doesn't like fade away and I hope that people take a more initiative into what they they can do. Like it's by no means is doing the things that we really want to do easy I mean, like when we're working in a career that's quite fulfilling and we're getting to work with people, it's not an easy career, Um, but it's much more rewarding. And in, in comparison, like would I rather be doing like a strictly labor job where I never saw people and I never talked to people and I worked super long hours, but then I had all this stability and I could buy like all these different items? No, like that, that's not who I am. So I'd rather um, find ways to keep the business afloat while through COVID, while through all the gym closures and uh, then find ways to be able to visit podcast guests or trainer friends and uh, see dogs and mountaintops and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Um, so then if we, because sometimes I map out like uh, 10 years from now, um, so I'm curious, what, what do you map out for yourself when you're looking 10 years from now? Obviously you can't predict everything. There's a lot of different things that can change a lot of moving parts, but, uh, do you foresee yourself taking more education? Do you foresee yourself moving? Do you foresee yourself, uh, just ascending in your career in some specific way?
1: Um, I think it could. It could take several turns, to be honest. Um, I'm always looking for more ways to help my patients. So I think in a way there will be a lot of professional development for sure. I I do foresee that I'll probably go back to school, whether that'll be um, you know, like a master's, um, learning something specific about um, the musculoskeletal system or a certain patient demographic. I've just started getting into private patient practice this year, so working one-on-one with patients um, versus groups like athletes or um, university teams. So um, that in itself is kind of its own expedition that's kind of happening right now. So um, yeah, there's there's so much down the road that I think could happen. Um, So yeah. Um, I do something called fascial stretch therapy. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's super fun and relaxing. It's kind of the same experience as a massage. You're laying on a table relaxed, um, but I'm moving you into positions that are stretching. Um, So great for your joint health, great for for flexibility of your muscles, but um, I'm excited to see that grow and to help people who are maybe not necessarily injured, but um, help explore that realm of people that are looking to improve their health and how they move and feel and, um, you know, change healthcare from this dynamic of, um, you know, we're, we're helping the people that are really, really sick and really need help versus people that could be preventing health problems down the road. So um, helping people learn about their bodies and, and how they work and how they can, take advantage of what their body is capable of is something that I look forward to continue doing. Um, And, and in my personal life, I'd really like to really lean into those connections with people. So um, as you were saying, I think COVID has really helped individuals. um, You know, what's that song? You don't know what to, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Paid paradise, pa- paved paradise. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think being in Lethbridge, most of my family is a little bit further North. I'm, I'm hoping to spend a little bit more time connecting with them. You know, my parents are getting close to retirement. Um, and I'm sure my mom's going to want to go back to Australia. So I'm trying to spend some time with them before they disappear <laughs> on their travels. Um, yeah. And my sister, she's a teacher up there towards Sylvan Lake. So Um, and yeah, really lean into those friendships, spend a little bit more time um, getting out and about, not just on the weekends, maybe maybe intentionally taking some time off to to go and explore and spend more time with friends. So I'd say those are kind of the two biggest pieces of my life that will probably really flourish Um, out of COVID but um, I'll still be gardening so (laughs) yeah yeah
0: well those are it's important for people to hear other people kind of reflect on what's to come because sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll forget what's possible unless we hear somebody else speak passionately about what they have on their on their desktop like what what their plans are and what gets them fired up Um, and like that that's part of the joy in it like a lot of people will talk about travel and about how like the, the anticipation of the trip is one of the most exciting parts. Like, um, if we use Disneyland as an example, like, is Disneyland the exciting part or is it the countdown to when a person leaves for Disneyland? That's the exciting part. And like the, the night before they're going to hop on the plane kind of thing. And so it just, it all comes down to having that identity that, uh, whether it be like in the the value system, like family, friends, um, kind of above just the financial pursuits being part of your value system, or whether it be that uh, being active is part of your identity, or whether it be that uh, gardening brings a person peace, like these uh, pillars of a person are super important in kind of going after that uh, fulfilling lifestyle, Um, and kind of making the best of tough situations. Because life isn't always like perfect. Life isn't always like happy and sunshine and rainbows and like butterflies. Sometimes life tosses us some challenges and we have to be resilient, similar to how everybody's had to be over the last two years. Um, But if we take it in stride, uh, it makes it a lot easier. makes it more manageable or at least makes it so that we feel like we have some sense of autonomy in that realm. Um, Something that I get all of my guests to do is to give the audience a challenge, something that uh, you think would make their life a little bit better or something that might put them out of their comfort zone. Essentially, all you got to do is say your challenge for the day is and just put it out to the universe. My
1: challenge for the day for you is to learn something new. That could be anything. It could be a concept, it could be learning how to do something, woodwork, making music, could be whatever you want it to be. Um, Learning something is a great way to spend your time. It's not only gonna teach you about yourself, it's gonna teach you what you enjoy and I think being open to learning new things is the best way to find what you enjoy. You know, you're not going to know if you like the broccoli until you eat it. So,
0: give
1: it a try. So, try something new.
0: What is the last thing that you have learned? And uh, what did what, what made it so rewarding?
1: Well, I'm learning something new right now. Um, someone else that I found online over COVID is um, her name, Salida. And she she is in school right now um, for some sociology and psychology, but she um, loves to make posts about jump rope. So she has a team that she does jump rope competitions with. And um, she's inspired me to learn how to jump rope. It seems kind of simplistic, but... If you check out her page, it's Selena.jumps. Um, she has tons of videos for beginners, but she has the ability to do so many things with a jump rope that I did not think were possible. And in my mind, it's a it's a great way to challenge my brain to focus on something while also working on my fitness. So yeah. I jump rope in my basement now.
0: Perfect. Sounds <laughs> While solid.
1: it's still snowing anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, that is all we have for today's episode. So thank you so much for joining me on the show today.
1: Mm, thanks, Chris. It was nice to spend some time with you today.